Um, it's funny lately. I've been I've been doing the thing I don't usually do, which is is talking about the thing because um, I I feel like it kind of dates uh, the conversation in a a timestamp of like oh we're we're talking about a record and it's it's not as kind of timeless as just having a conversation. But I think there are things surrounding um, the release of Off Road Minivan record the um, the kind of really. I don't know, kind of are very, I think are timeless and I think will lead to, to interesting topics. Um, something, you. something you had said in the press release. Um, and it's interesting. Cause like, I don't, I know these are things you'll, you'll probably say and things that'll probably be out on things, but I also don't know if people like the, the listener uh, gets to see some of these things that, you know, go out to us on the media side, but you know, you talk about how the record, you know, may this keep you safe from harm, um, that it's sort of a, a, and I'm saying this, that it's almost like a call to arms of sorts to, to be better, a, be a better person and to, to let go in certain circumstances of things. Um, yeah. You know, the line you say is, I hope you, you know, when listening to this record, I hope you call your parents and say you love them. You call the person you hate or are having problems with and say, I'm done. You deserve better this is me putting a standard out there for myself. I hope you do the same and experience a little healing and solace by letting go of what hurts you. And I feel like that just resonated with me so much because I feel like, you know, getting ready to turn 39 in a couple of months and, and being closer to 40 and, you know, going through therapy and kind of understanding that there's just like holding on to shit that doesn't fucking matter um, will eat at you and that you need to, move on beyond that and just kind of seek comfort and, and to be a better person. And, and all of these things I think are just so universal to, to all of us. And when listening to the record, I feel like it's so obvious that this, this needed to come out of you at this point in time. Um, so I guess I kind of wanted to, to talk about what was the impetus of understanding that, that you needed to go through this and that you needed to change some of your behaviors or some of the things that you were doing in your life to, and to be honest with yourself and through the music that you needed to make these changes. Uh, first and foremost, man, thanks. Uh, that hit. Um, <laughs> I'm having like, uh, I get very emotional talking about this record and it's different for me. Cause like in fit, you know, I'm not like lead dude. I'm just like, crazy spinny you know animal man and <laughs> um so getting used to like being on this side of stuff and telling people about um my feelings is something i'm getting used to so i'm gonna try to do it and uh not be a little baby about it um because it's been a challenge but yeah i i had a lot on my heart that uh started coming out like naturally on its own. Like I think it really kind of started with the ending track. It's nothing personal. And like that Billy and karma were probably like the first songs I wrote for the record. And, you know, I think because I, have such an experience on one side of the coin where it is like I get everything I've ever wanted. I'm treated with love and kindness and adoration 
in terms of like fit for a king's art and what we're able to achieve and that has blessed me in many many ways um and when it comes to creating a record there still is a lot that comes out of me naturally that i can't necessarily do over there so luckily with off-road it's a culmination of myself evan miles and mike and all of our stories and songs because everyone's a, a pretty incredible songwriter in the band so you know i only really ever had the one title i only ever called it may this keep you safe from harm i only ever had the one cover it was an image by a woman named Imani Giverts that I uh, absolutely love and adore. And a lot of this was just done with like a feeling in the gut. Like you just knew when something was right or when it was done or what it was supposed to be. And it almost broke us up a few times along the way because you know, we lost two members because they became fathers and one moved across the country and, you know, just moved on to another part of their lives. And this is my life. Making records is my all. That is my baby. That's what I have. So I kind of, I don't know. I just, I didn't put a timeline on this. I just said it's done when it's done. Like I'll kind of like, I'll let you guys know in a way. And it's, I'm a lot to deal with. I'm not like necessarily (laughs) the most (laughs) fun guy to write music with because um, it comes from like the darker places of my brain and my soul. And uh, I'm very excited to click play on Friday. Like I'm, it, I think I'll be like a little, I don't know, uh, healed or something. Like, I wanted this. I kind of felt like I needed to prove to myself that I could do it. And, um, but thanks. I, I don't know. It's a hard thing to talk about. It's a weird thing to talk about. I love it. <clears throat> yeah. Something I'm very proud of. Well, it was kind of the interesting thing when when this record came through, and I know you had kind of briefly alluded to that some new music was coming, and I think you had even said like there's going to be some off road minivan news you'll be hearing about soon. Um, but obviously, we didn't discuss this because there wasn't really much to discuss at the time. But the thing that I was looking forward to is I feel like you and I like typically I wouldn't have someone back on so quickly mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times it's like especially where we and the things we discussed, I felt like we covered a lot of pretty big topics that were that yeah. still, if you listen to it now, it's like, what is there really to go back through where we're not just retreading the same shit. And when listening to this record, it's like, I feel like it took what we talked about and it's expounded upon it more. And I feel like, like I said, there's, there's a lot of things in this where I feel like these things are, are important to talk about, you know, something you had, you had said when discussing, you know, kind of that this, you, you knew you followed your gut, like you knew that the, what the album title was going to be, you knew what the album artwork was going to be. And even kind of going back to what I said, where I feel like this, this feels like it had to come out and it had to be now that it, it came out. 
Um, something I've really been embracing in my life over the last probably three to four years is just that things are going to happen when they're supposed to and that you don't force them. And that sometimes it's in the patience of understanding that the world will kind of unfold when it's supposed to, that when you are able to see these things manifesting and, and happening and understanding that, that it kind of makes it more magical. Because I think when you yeah. do something and you force it, like you're maybe not able to fully understand why the thing is or what it's teaching you in the moment. But when you have the realization and the skill set necessary, that when you do and you are able to look at it, you're like, wow, this is this is something very valuable. And I'm glad it happened now because I, I can understand it fully and I can feel it fully. Yeah, being whimsical is a beautiful thing. And life is difficult. Yeah, You have to provide for yourself. You have to provide for people. You have to grow. You have to attain knowledge. You have to learn how to participate and kind of keep up when it's constantly spinning. And we often um, like forget to like take a moment and reflect on ourselves in that sense. You know what I mean? So like it, it, this is kind of like my way of, of being able to go through and do that. But I don't know. Um, it's hard to, Sorry, um, like finding the way to respond to that. Um, I had a thought for a second and then I totally lost it. Um, it's can funny. you bring your, your question real quick and then hopefully my brain will kick back on? <laughs> um, yeah. Um. I'm going to rephrase the question or I'll re-ask the question, but I also want to point out something that I was told somewhat recently and it's, it's stuck with me and I don't know that I believe in, in the full meaning behind the saying, Yeah, but it's, it's interesting to think about it in what does it mean in a, in a larger scale. But someone once had said when you, I had heard that when you can't remember what you were going to say, it's because it wasn't, it wasn't, it was a lie essentially. Oh, maybe that you're you're Probably. you're coming up with something it, and you can't remember it because it, it it's not true. It's not a factual thing that you were going to say. It's not something you believe in. And maybe. when I heard that, Probably. I I realized that when, especially when doing this, uh, or yeah. really I guess having hard conversations with people, when someone has that, I, I wonder if it's an internal mechanism where they're like, "This is something real. It's something where it's uncomfortable, and and we're we're having a real discussion about something." Oh, I, I want to be vulnerable. Myself being a pothead. That's well, <laughs> you know my reasoning. Honestly, I feel like you know I try in general, but I do agree with that. Where I just in general, I'm trying not to ever give bullshit because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like I think early on when I did some interviews. When I first joined Fit, we were all figuring ourselves out as men mm. and who we wanted to be. And that took me a while. But now since I've like had my own podcast for a long time and stuff, I don't really give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of like I think everyone knows they're just like, Yeah, that guy, he's he's a nut, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hit me with your question again. Yeah, sorry about that. No, no, no worries. Um which now I, I kind of forgot where I was going. Cause I, I almost want to, yeah. 
Yeah. Something, something that I, I do, because it was something I was thinking of as a whole about this record, you know, I would say outside of like, there's a, there's a comment Landon made from uh, plot and you a while ago when he was on and, you know, he was talking about the plot record that was coming out at the time, um, which I think was the feel nothing record. And, you know, he was, I was saying something like, is it hard to be so vulnerable and say some of these things that I think are, are really hard because you have to like, it's, it's, you're saying the quiet thing out loud essentially is what it boils down to. And some of the things you're talking about are really fucking hard to, to say, uh, let alone to sometimes listen to, because you can feel that it's coming from a place that's real. Um, and so when he was kind of talking about the writing process, he was like, yeah, you know, I remember I was writing this song about somebody that I was living with and dating and they're like, yeah. is this about me? And he's like, no, but yeah, it is. <laughs> and yeah. So- I, I've had that quite a bit, man, for sure. Um, and I try to communicate about the stuff that I can. Three of the songs on this record are about a person that I am, am no longer friends with. And they will likely, if for any reason they ever listen to it, they'd look, probably know. But like, as an example of that, the final track on the record, it's nothing personal. It's about a, a guy I'm still friends with. I actually wrote the song Spiral Gaze, which was our first song about him as well. My father says he's my muse. Um, you know, still love the guy to death, but we fought a lot over the years. And this was a song I wrote after he, you know, we got into a pretty big fight. And, uh, you know, for a long time, the song had like a different title. It was a pretty mean title. And... Then I decided before I made the record, I wanted to show it to him. Mm. And so I did. And that's when the name kind of hit where I was like, dude, like, I know we're still cool. I knew the song. If it went out, you would hear it and you'd know it's about you. That's why, you know, it's nothing personal, dude. And Mm. that's because it's it. I mean it, you know, but I don't. You know, like I, I love him, but he makes me fucking furious sometimes. So, and even like we tried with certain stuff, the two songs that are, uh, dedications to people, uh, basement and cheerleader. Mm-hmm. We like showed them to the families first and made sure we had their blessing. But, there's some songs like there's one song that's about someone and I can't wait to tell them about it, but I hope that they like get it first. And it's not even a bad thing. I think they'll actually be stoked, Mm. but it's a song commitment issues. That's about someone where I kind of like predicted that their relationship wasn't gonna work out and it didn't. But they're a really good person. They deserve the best, and I hope they find it. So, yeah, I feel like, and it's it's sometimes it's interesting when getting some of these these advances of records, and you you get them, and uh, you know, like I was kind of saying, you sometimes identify with them. You know, the music kind of comes at a time where maybe you need it and just didn't realize you needed it, or it's bringing to light something that maybe you've been peripherally noticing but just didn't have the words to articulate it 
And I feel like a lot of what you just said has hit on so many things that I'm going on in my life. Um, you know, like I have a friend that's sounds like from the conversation we just had a couple of days ago, like potentially getting ready to go through a divorce and, um, you know, he and I having conversations about, you know, what does that look like? And how do you feel? Um, cause I think like I've often, my wife and I have often joked, we say that, you know, like, we'll, we'll get a divorce at some point. Like, you know, when we, before we even got married, we were playing Keno and then my, like those fuckers go up to like 99. So we needed one more number. And I was like, she was like, pick another number. I was like, you pick it. And I go, tell you what, pick how, however long you think we'll be married. And she was like five and then filled in. And I was like, you bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> so, much, so much so that we got a five. I'm terrible at this five on our ring finger. Oh, very nice. Anniversary. So oh, you guys uh, play with magic. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Y'all are wild. Um, oh. So we, uh, but it is something like I have seen too often in life that obviously marriages can fall apart and that maybe people just aren't meant to be with each other forever. Um, And it's a thing where I think it's healthy to, to talk to others that have gone through and realize that this is a thing that they aren't interested in being a part of anymore, because maybe I might through talking to someone might come to that same realization down the road. And I don't think it's looking for a safety net out or anything like that. As some people have said, but I think it is, it is important to just kind of understand that sometimes things aren't the way you expect them to be and to be as prepared as possible. The other thing it's interesting as you're talking about having, you know, an issue and a couple songs inspired by your dad and the, the struggles you guys have in your relationship, even just what you've said so far, like I'm kind of in the same boat in the last couple of years. And I think about all the time, the amount of things that I talk about, uh, in my life and the relationships I have familial or whatever. And I know that this exists and he could be, he could just randomly click on this episode or there was an episode with uh, somebody else where I was like, look, my parents found religion recently in the last couple of years. And it's really put us at odds. And like, I did like, it's like, I know there's still the people that I love and that love me and all. Oh, this I, kind of oh stuff. just to clarify, none of these songs are about my dad. Maybe oh, my I thought you said, Titus oh, song. I thought you said that uh, the uh, sp- spiral gaze was about I no, the was same about- song. It's nothing personal. It's about a oh. guy, a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. And and spiral gaze was about him as well. Okay, um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. The only song that I've ever written about my dad really is 17 years. But he's all over the place. He's on some of the. He's in some of the first music videos. He's his voice is on this record right before the song karma i love him like sorry uh, i guess i i, I misunderstood no no, no so. it's okay I just want to clarify just in case he ever sees it i'm like no dude like no we're <laughs> we're great uh, it was father's day is you know two yeah. days ago so um no that's my guy um well no i was know. gonna say i th- i think yeah. for me it's it's interesting to to hear so many different things because I feel like explaining the different songs and and what they're about and who they're about to you, I think really does kind of showcase that sometimes we need to take stock of, of the various relationships in our lives and need to fulfill different roles and things within them, you know, needing to understand that, you know, being upset and angry at people is, is healthy. Um, Being able to articulate that and having those hard conversations with people, I think is, is important. And something I wanted to kind of know and was kind of asking initially was, was it hard to 
kind of incorporate some of these other people, uh, you know, like talking about how, like, you know, that there's different parts of like your grandmother, uh, I think is on one of the songs, like you, you incorporated pieces of your family into the record, Mm -hmm. you know, like actually recording them. Was it hard to kind of showcase what you were working on and kind of having some of the closest people to you hear some of these songs and share these feelings maybe that you haven't articulated to them? Well, you know, the clips themselves I collected over time while being around. The only person that actively... Well, okay. I did an interview with my grandmother. I did like some quote-unquote secret recordings of my family while they were around where like it was in the moment I just kind of turned on the voice recorder and flipped my phone over. And then some of them were like the um, like the stop feeling sorry for yourself line. That's my wife and uh, Evan and I's best friend, Devin. Um, and to whom like I'm capable, I guess, of like telling people what the songs are about. Like I enjoy communicating with them. The person that the three songs are about, you know, I'll likely never speak to again. And it's not because it ended like in such absolute tragedy where I have to, I'm just like fucking exhausted. Like I just getting older. I know what I want. I know what I got and what I can give. And I'm fucking done with anything else. And that's kind of how I feel about music where like with this record, I didn't want to put anything out. No one could tell me when to put it out. No, I did everything exactly how I wanted to, when I wanted to, the exact way I wanted to. And I'm really, really proud of it. And like, it sounds so stubborn and shit, but it's my chance to be stubborn. So that comes with sharing the art of like who it's about or not where like one of the songs, the song karma, the person that that song's about, I haven't spoken to in 10 years. Mm. Why I even think about them is beyond me. I just fucking hated them thought they were a piece of shit and they were the only person I ever met that didn't believe in karma and it fucking made sense because they were a fucking asshole and I need to get over this shit and I need to stop thinking about it and I need to get rid of them so after this record I'm just fucking done with it this is me like learning how to actually process and move on and to say the things that instead of like thinking them in my fucking head all the time, I'm just going to put it out and I'm going to say what I fucking want. And then I'm going to move forward. And it helped a lot with the last record. Um, It wasn't the last record was a lot of true stories, but there was also some stuff on there that I just wanted to get over. And, uh, I think I did that better this time because every single song I could go on for days about for like what they mean, which just to keep in mind also, I've got like 25 minutes cause I've got to do another interview after. Okay. Uh, but 
Yeah, so that's kind of, you know, to go back to having to explain it to people, we explained it to the ones that we felt like when they heard it, it could possibly upset them. So we did. And to the ones that it could possibly upset them and I didn't talk to them about it. It's exactly why I wrote the songs. I feel like there's a little bit of irony in there that, you know, you're, you're saying like, especially with a song like karma, that it's a way for you to finally put this, these feelings, this thing, this person, whatever to rest. Like you're not going to like you're done with it and you're moving on, which is healthy playing devil's advocate for a second though all i can think of is i was like yeah but if it becomes a song that does really well then you're gonna play it all the time so you essentially kind of have to relive and think about those things and that person whenever you're playing potentially yeah so is it really buried and gone and done or does it now manifest itself in a new way yeah okay yeah like the process the problem i've been having with a lot of this stuff is like getting emotional while I'm listening to it and talking about it and stuff. And I'm finding myself like feeling better where, you know, you're, you're 1000% right. Cause if, and God willing, like I would love it to be a massive song. Of course, that's why I fucking wrote it. I think it's great. (laughs) I want to see a whole room of shit ton of people yell. Karma is a bitch. I told you so. It's fucking, I love that song. Um, but I feel better and I don't want to just be a chatty Kathy who like feels some way about people or talk shit or whatever for the sake of it. Like I liked when bands really put it out there. That's why like all over the record, there's like names and there's moments and there's like, I'm trying to be very precise with who I'm talking about when I'm talking about them, what's going on. Because otherwise, I'm not painting a picture. Like, you know, it's not all metaphorical. It's it's real. Like, it's so. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Kind of splits itself down the middle. When but, you're yeah. working on, when you're working on something like this, I know, and and a thing that we both have just incessantly said repeatedly is, you know, it it feels right. Like you saying, like I'm saying that. I feel like this is something that had to come out. It feels like it needed to be now. You know, you've talked about, I did everything the way I wanted to do it. But I wonder what is the process like of making the track listing for something like this? Oh, it was pretty fun. Um, When we were done, we, me, Evan and Adam, the producer, we uh, wrote all the songs out on a piece of paper. If if you end up uh, getting a copy of the vinyl, in the vinyl, there's like images that are in the printing and there's a picture of it where we just, I ripped up a piece of paper. I wrote the name of the songs and we just put it on the floor and we looked at it. Mm. And I just start me and Evan start moving pieces around and we had it one way. And then we listened to it. We made one change and then that was it. So, that was going to be my next question was if it did it come together and was it as obvious as it seems like it, because listening to the record, it feels like these are the songs as they're supposed to go. Cause it, it's telling a story essentially. And there's a, an overarching, you know, narrative going on. And sometimes when I listen to records, I wonder 
was it a painstaking process to get the pieces to fit together the way that it was supposed to, or is it one of those where it just, and this is what I would, why I asked the question, because hearing you talk about the record, it seems like it just, everything worked so easily for you. So I feel like this would have been one where like, did the track listing just even come together that easily for you as well? Yeah, that, that aspect did. And the only thing that, and it, the, the rest was easy too, but the rest was just like putting in the clips where I wanted them. So once I had the track listing where I wanted it, it was listening through all the stuff I'd collected and finding the appropriate clips. And then the only two clips that weren't like organically recorded in real time um, were was the clip before Pity Sex, and that's my wife. And um, Evan and I's best friend, Devin, like I said, the stop feeling, stop feeling, stop feeling, stop feeling, stop feeling, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Because like, yeah. to me, it goes stop, stop feeling, stop feeling sorry, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Because it's like right. this thing that just, I'm so tired of this. And that's why it's, that's a, a, was a thing with why I'm over that relationship is like, you know, the pity party thing just gets so hard to go to. Like I you know, I've been a bunch and like, I'm just over it and I don't want to go again and you got to get over it. And the, uh, the other one was before, um, the breakdown, that clip is Evan's niece. Um, and I had just kind of been listening to that placement and thinking about, you know, what it is that I wanted on that and he has a really special relationship with her and I felt it was just the thing. I don't know. Uh, so then I asked him to call his sister and ask her to record that. And then she sent it over and we put that on the record, but some of it's crazy good timing. Like the one clip of my grandmother right at the end, where my mom's telling this story about this time where I got out of surgery and she tries to give me this gift and I'm high as shit and I freak out. But the way that my grandmother just says, uh, next time we'll tell more. Hmm. That was the whole reason I did it. I'll have that forever, you know? So I think the, yeah, it's funny because I, hard, you know, no, I mean, yeah. I was just having a conversation with my wife and a, and a friend because uh, they went out uh, for essentially like a camping trip or ladies camping trip. And I stayed home with the dog and uh, had some friends over. And while I was inviting some friends over, there was someone that I was like, I invited so-and-so and they're like, oh boy. And the, the line, you know, stop stop feeling sorry for yourself. I really gravitated toward it because of this, this same thing. And it really hit home because as a person who just wants people to, you know, be cool and have a good time and, you know, be like kind of a conduit for positivity and so forth that I realize at times it puts me in these situations where maybe I keep people around that I should distance myself from. Everybody does it. And I feel like the hard part has been this person goes through these and I'm not minimalizing what this person's going through, but it goes through 
when life hands this person a, a bad like day or you know something that they the ego gets in the way i think there's underlying things that haven't been addressed from either childhood or something but it always turns into this uh, like needing attention like oh i'm just gonna kill myself and blah 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 and you wouldn't understand and it's like man like it has really taught me and this this relationship especially has really taught me that it's like Sometimes you can see someone and outwardly think like they just got it all. Like, man, you're good looking person. You got a great job. Like, you know, life just seems to to go your way when you want it to. And you got no fucking problems. And then you sit down with these people and you learn that they're some of the most shattered and broken fucking people. And that the outward is a hundred percent a cover for how they feel internally. And it became a thing where I remember when my wife was like, what if this person gets this way? Cause I heard through a different friend that this is, uh, this person kind of called up and was, you know, belligerently drunk and was, you know, pity party again. And da 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 da. And I go, well, you know, I've established, you know, after going to therapy, I realized that I was bad at setting boundaries. So like I do with my dad and like I've done with other people, I've started setting boundaries and I go, and this will be a great example of I've set a boundary for the last little while. This is why we haven't invited you to stuff. This is why I don't really, hang out or whatever and if it comes to this then it's going to be like all right well now we have to have the hard conversation of like dude like this is like i just i don't have the emotional i don't have the i can't take on this anymore i can't be a part of this i've already gone through it with you for several years yeah Uh, the behavior doesn't change and i just don't have the bandwidth to deal with it you know i i can barely sometimes deal with my own shit and that's just the reality of it. And it's like, when I hear the phrase, stop feeling sorry for yourself, I feel like some people might hear it. And it's like, it's such a, I think some people would listen to it and think it's callous that you're, you don't care, but I almost feel like it gets to a point where it swings all the way, the other way around where it's like, I care so much that I, I can't, yeah. can't care anymore. Oh, I get it. Yeah. And I, I totally understand where I knew when I put that in there, some people might think it is cold. And I'm trying to be in a way. Fucking stop it. I'm over it. And that's how I felt. But that's the point of doing it for you is. I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm not trying to not upset anybody. All I'm trying to do is serve myself. And make something that makes me feel like. I am proud of myself. And making art is hard. If you're making art just to please, you are fucking in the wrong place. (laughs) Like, you're not kind of getting the point. You know, art is supposed to be hard. Art is natural. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. This might be a a hard question to to answer. but you know something I always end up talking about is is how when doing the press junkets for album cycles and so forth, you're essentially having to go back to something that you may have been done with uh, since you turned it in. The project was done for five, six, seven months to a year. Yeah. Um, with this record, when it was finished and you you no longer were working on it, what differences have you noticed since it's been done in in just how you? are as a person and creatively or whatever, like what has changed? Um, a few things. 
I think it, I had like a mental block for a while where I was having trouble writing and now I feel like very refreshed and excited to get back on the horse and have written quite a few songs already. And the, it's interesting. It is a, a culmination of things where I feel much better and more emotional at the same time where I, out of like, I've done, this is the fourth interview I've done talking about the record and I've cried in three of them now. So uh, I'm learning and it's hard because going back to talking about the bullshit thing, I don't know what happened during the dark times and that's what I'm calling it. Cause I don't want to talk about it. Something broke. I don't have bullshit anymore to give. And I've been very emotional since I, that I am figuring it out. So if I'm going to make stuff, if I'm going to talk to people, it's kind of why I stopped doing my podcast for a while. I just like, just needed to figure out what, how I'm going to show myself to people or like handle that because I don't want to have any form of veneer. I just want to be me like it or don't. Sometimes I'm really funny. Sometimes I'm a fucking dick and that's how it's going to be. So I can't like talk about the songs. Just be like, yes, man, like life's a metaphor and fucking guard. It's a garden. Go and dig it. Like I'm, I'm writing things, and that sounds really egotistical to be like, I'm writing things that fucking matter to me. But but these songs were very difficult and easy to put together all at the same time. You know, for some of the songs that came together in a blink, like Basement or The Beacon, it was just this, like, beautiful, easy process and then a song that sounds as simple as the breakdown almost broke up the fucking band so like it just a lot happened in the making of it um that has allowed me to i think process my feelings better and learn how to continue to focus on the honesty part of things and just like if you do an interview just fucking say what you want to say and say it how you want to say it. And don't think about like, well, what do people want to <laughs> fuck that shit? I don't care anymore. I just want you to, if you hear it and you like it, great. If you hear it and you don't like it, fine. If it connects with you, like the way it seems like it's connecting with you, that's all I've ever wanted. So I'm very happy with that, you know, and I'm used to with this project, not having like a billion people hear it. Only thing that has been so cool is like <clears throat> in the couple interviews I've done so far, everyone just seems to get it and they've been really nice. And, you know, I'm not here to just only hear positive things about myself, you know, <laughs> but I, I, we did something with intention and I had a, a series of feelings I hoped to get across. And I think we did it. So, yeah. I feel... I think it's in. Yeah. 
Yeah, go ahead, please. I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing I keep taking away from now, both of our conversations and, you know, kind of going back to that whole thing, I think when things are supposed to happen, um, you know, it's funny. I think my perception of you initially from peripherals and what I've seen is just good time, party guy, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like interestingly, between the last time you came on and now, I feel like, I feel like it's, that's almost a disservice because I feel like you're just a, the word I keep coming up with is authentic and genuine. And, but like it took a lot of, a lot of reflection and a lot of bullshit um, yeah. to get there. And, and that essentially, I feel like oddly, like both times, like I said, that, that you've been on, I've kind of been like where I think like things you're saying and, and part of the conversations we're having are mirroring things that I'm going through. And at the end of it, the, the crux of all of it is that I just want to be, I just want to be happy and I want to like see people be positive and, and all that and understanding that as I get older, you know, I only got the one life and I only got one go of it and to hold on to resentments and to, to hold on to grudges and shit like that, it's just not fucking worth it. And that in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if that's a, an old man's game that we're just on this other side of our life and understand that or have experienced loss and heartache and pain that makes us come to these realizations faster um, than others maybe. But um, it is a thing where for me, um, I'm glad to have, you know, glad to have gotten to hear this record. Um, like I said, I think it really came at a time where I needed it uh, to kind of work my way through some shit or kind of put things into perspective. And it's, it's sort of unfortunate because I, as an empathic type person, I feel very sad that the things that have happened and the, the, ins the inspirations for these things were a, a thing that maybe you had to work through and maybe it took you in the case of, you know, like karma or whatever, like that you've sat on these feelings for so long and that you're finally free of them. Um, I'm still kind of going through getting there myself with a, with a few things and a few relationships and so forth. And, um, but it's good to see people like yourself that kind of make it like I was saying earlier about talking about people who have gone through divorce. It's not because I want to get a divorce, but I think it's, it's healthy to learn and, and hear people from different perspectives and walks of life than your own, because maybe they'll have a piece of information that you hear and it just kind of clicks with something. Maybe yeah. you just have the, the resources for the knowledge on. And to me, like this is something that I, f I feel very confidently saying that um, this may not be something that, a ton of people are going to listen to, but I think it's going to find the right people that it needs to. And it's going to help them in their process of figuring things out in their journey to that self-realization of like, I just need to be better and I need to let go of these things and moving forward. This is how I need to be. I hope so, man. And, and thank you for saying that. And we'll see, you know, it's going to be an interesting uh, ride getting to have this out and seeing how, um, like you said, I think a lot of, not a lot of people, the people who know of me or know of my band know of me in a certain way. And uh, I'm excited for them to see that there is more because they're like that energetic party side is very much also me. Yeah. It's just, I can't, I'm, I'm naturally, you know, just not like that all the time. Like, you know, I, I am, but I'm not, but I'm not, you know, it's right. And, 
And uh, I'm so blessed that I get to exercise that part of me so often because the endorphin rush that I receive getting to crowd surf on a bunch of humans and stuff. Oh my God. It is the greatest high. And you know, I've done a bunch of drugs, so I would know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. And this was just one of those things that I think after years now, you know, this year was nine years of touring and putting out records and it was time to kind of show everybody some other stuff. And also, like we said, get rid of some shit or process it at least. Because why was it still there? Right. You know? And uh, if the way that you get over shit is by writing a banging song, do it for yourself. And, um, you know, I always end up leaving these conversations feeling better and very fulfilled. And I know that a lot of these conversations, because it is a band and those boys wrote an amazing amount of music and songs and stories for this thing. But it's easiest for me to speak from my perspective at times. So that's why it seems so egocentric, but more people should do shit for themselves. You don't do enough for you. You know, oftentimes, like, say, I'm working with a band that's not mine, like a band I like that for management or whatever, just because they hit me up and ask, say, oh, well, we need a manager, we need a booking agent, we need a record label, we need all this stuff, blah, blah. It always goes back to what do you want? What do you want out of your life? And... This was one of those exercises in what do I want out of my life? And what I want is to be better at healing. And I want to show people a part of myself that if it all ends tomorrow, will I be very pleased that this was the piece of work that people got to hear from me? 100%. Not everybody's going to tell me exactly how I feel about it or like say, you know, in a review exactly how I feel about it. But so far, that connection is there. And I'm hearing people be like, you know what, man, this thing is personal. I think I know you better. And these songs really mean something because there's not a single word on this record that's bullshit. And uh, if you think it is please kindly go fuck yourself. Like, um, so I'm excited. You know, this is my chance to do something different with my friends. And I think we did it well. So thanks for always giving me a place to talk, man. It really means a lot. And, uh, it helps me to continue that process. You know what I mean? So thank you. Yeah. I would, uh, I mean, not that you need me to to push you to do this, but I would be interested to see you bring the podcast back and see what the journey, since you've stopped doing it and gone through the process of writing this record, I would be interested to hear what kinds of conversations you would have moving forward on your show. Coming back, I've done my first five interviews. I've got one right after this. And uh, yeah, I wanted to do it different. My friend is helping me to like put it up on YouTube and everything. And 
people will see me here talking about things. And yeah, I just, I found, I did a ton of, inter- I did a, all my interviews I love, but I just figured out, I think there was some stuff that, you know, I would talk about or how I would talk about things that I really liked. And then some things where I was like, you know what, I think I can adjust this and be more helpful and less harmful. And just some of the like talking shit stuff, mm-hmm. you know, cause I like it. I'm from New York. Like I like to talk shit about people, Same. but that's what we do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But you know, I'm going to try to keep it on the fun, stupid and knowledge and like uh educational side, you know, absolutely. the thing that I liked about the podcast was people, you know, playing a show and kids come up and be like, man, that episode with Sean from sharp tone or whatever. I learned a lot. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. So we'll be back very soon. Um, I just wanted to like get some back cataloged episodes up first because I'm going on tour soon. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for the time. Uh, I don't, what do you have uh, that you want to plug online uh, or anything in general? Just this go <laughs> buy the vinyl. There's two different colors. One's a really cool blue swirly thing. And one's a red and black swirly thing, and they're both beautiful. They are up on uh, at Merch Now and at ToothandNailRecords.com. Pre-save it or just save it now if you're listening to this episode when it's out. If you like it, show someone. Send it to two people even. That will help. And I hope you enjoy it. So thank you for your time. And... uh, yeah, this was a pleasure, as always. Yeah, we'll have to try to hang out next time you're in, in Grand Rapids. I know Dale will get all your time with magic and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, you but. know it. You know it. But no, let's link up. Let's have a beer or some shit. Um, but yeah, Dale gets a good chunk of my time when I'm there. I might play magic <laughs> a little bit later once I'm done with work today, actually. Um, there you go. Just we play online together. But I love him. Giant Dale. Um, yes. Little Dale. Dale Dale. But all right. <laughs> good. Thank you, bro. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your day.